TJ, do you like eating moldy food? Ah, uh, that's disgusting. Great, that's my point. Burger King, you messed up. Let's talk about this. Welcome to AdVantage, a podcast by Ramshua where we talk about the best and worst of marketing and advertising from the last month. I am EJ. And I am EJ's less attractive co-host, Joshua. And this week we are talking about Burger King and the Moldy Whopper ad. And how they messed up, dude. Big time. I mean, okay. Before we get into this, uh, I do want to say subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Also subscribe to our Advantage newsletter. Um, if you happen to be listening to this prior to May 1st, you better sign up right now because the second newsletter is dropping on May 1st. Um, and so we're going to be covering everything from April um, as far as like the best and worst ads and things to think about. Um, and a little forgotten holiday uh, called April Fool's Day. So be sure to sign up to that. You could find the link at www.romshua.com. If you don't know how to spell that, just look at the name of the show and you'll figure it out. So, the Moldy Whopper. EJ, describe the video for us. Well, Burger King decided that it would be a good idea to announce that they have no preservatives. Not a good idea. In their Whoppers. By filming a Whopper over a series of days in a time-lapse video of the Whopper getting moldy. Terrible idea. Horrible idea. Um... I we I'm having flashbacks in my mind right now and I'm again disgusted. We'll link the video um in the notes on Anchor. Uh I did notice actually if you go to like Apple Podcasts the link's not there. So again, like go to our website, check out the archive of the newsletter where you could see this link or just search Moldy Whopper. Like you'll literally find it. So yeah, this this is a time lapse over a month of the Whopper molding, which like, okay, I get it. That's good that you have no preservatives. Um, I know that, you know, a bunch of fast food restaurants are trying to move in that direction because guess what? They're not good for you. <clears throat> but I just see this as the entirely wrong way to kind of advertise food. I mean, who wants to watch... A, their favorite burger, perhaps. And if you're not a current customer, who wants to watch their prospective favorite burger get moldy over time? Not me. And, okay, this... You had mentioned that this seems like it could have been an April Fool's Day joke, right? Because, like, it has that... Absolutely. It has that kind of feeling to it. I mean, they, they set it up, they... Put it on this pedestal they make it look all pretty they do their good placement for the good photo that doesn't ever look anything like the actual whopper that you get and then they just do this um beautiful if you can call it time lapse of the whopper rotating on the pedestal um some little close-up shots and you you get to see the blue mold grow on the whopper over a course of 34 days I get it. Like, 
no preservatives, no preservatives. This is what should happen. McDonald's will actually disagree with you that this is not what should happen, which is hilarious. Um, but okay. There's kind of this age old saying, this good faithful adage of people eat with their eyes first. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, it's, it's true. It's why, you know, in commercials, people spend, I was going to say hundreds of dollars. It's definitely more than that on, uh, food designers, you know, on people whose literal entire livelihood is based on how do you make food look good? These are the people who figured out that motor oil is a better, uh, pancake syrup because it doesn't absorb, because it doesn't absorb into the pancake. looks great. These are the people who figured out that if you put like a bowl inside of a bowl, you could put garnishes on soup, right? Like it's, it's something that has always held true. And like, even if you kind of look at data, so 88% of people are influenced of where to eat by what they see online, be it reviews, comments, photos, etc. Right. <clears throat> and if there are photos that just look terrible, you're going to think that that's, what the food is like, right? And that's why I'm like, okay, Burger King. Sure, I understand your preservatives aren't in there. Like, your food is natural. It won't last for two decades like some McDonald's burgers will. It's it's better for you. It tastes better. As a customer, I don't want to see your burgers molding. Whenever I see mold, my first intuition is just to throw something away. And actually, I'm the kind of person who totally obsesses over uh, expiration dates. Like, if it's the date, like, I check it every time. And if not, like, I might even make myself sick just from, like, being nervous about something actually being expired. Um, And, you know, this is a reaction from me in college not really knowing how to cook and cooking bacon that was definitely older than it should have been. And then having food poisoning. Either way. Mold is like a red flag for a lot of people. I mean, it's nature's red flag to say, hey, this probably isn't good anymore. Yeah, don't be eating this. And it's not like Burger King was really the top of my food list in the first place. And actually, like, I didn't eat there until they brought in their Impossible Whopper. And honestly, that thing is good. Like, That's what turned me, absolutely. The only reason I, like, go to Burger King anymore is just to have the Impossible Whopper. Like, literally nothing else. I haven't been there in years since before that. Um, And actually, I'm not 100% sure if the Impossible Whopper came out before or after um, the Moldy Whopper. Um, I believe it was before the Moldy Whopper. I literally cannot drive into the Burger King drive-thru without thinking about this ad. Yeah, I mean, it puts a really bad taste in your mouth. Um, To their credit... It was a campaign that got people talking and 100% stuck in people's minds. However, I do not believe that it's stuck in people's minds for the right reason. And there's, there's a lot of controversy around it. There's people who think that this is a genius ad and, you know, like even, I guess, like, I think it was... Um, what was that movie that all of us had to watch in high school about McDonald's? Supersize oh, Me? Oh, Supersize Me? Did they talk me? about yeah. this in there? I think they mentioned something about I believe about it. so. Uh, yes. And 
so it definitely like I think is almost like a follow up on that. Um, it it had a sense of nostalgia for me because like it was like I remember people talking about McDonald's burgers not ever going bad, and how like you could just leave them out forever. Um, so yeah, it got my attention. It got me thinking. But at the end of the day, like humans are like very instinctual. Very. And we make very, very quick judgments based on the things that we see. And especially online. In, in 2020, most of our interactions with brands are done on the internet now. Where the only things that you can communicate are sight and sound. And for the most part, especially in video, it's sight, right? So a big portion of kind of our decision making as far as the brands we want to interact with are done based on site alone. In regards to that, as far as like information presented, people only remember 10% of what they hear or read. So with that, EJ, can you tell me the name of this campaign? It's not the Moldy Whopper. No. Um, it's called the beauty of no artificial preservatives. Yeah. No one's going to remember Hashtag that. They're going to no artificial preservatives. They're going to call it the moly whopper campaign, right? Because people remember 65% of what's presented within an image. So imagery is huge and like it's a massive asset. I definitely make most of my food choices based on like the pictures I see on Yelp. Um, and e- even, <laughs> even when I'm in a restaurant, I usually only choose uh, the meals that have a picture with them to eat. Um, yeah. Just cause like that, that gets me like, I guess my mouth watering. I get to kind of see what it'll look like. I get to see if it has ingredients. That I like, I get to see if the color is nice and something that like I find appetizing. If there are, if you have like options with pictures and no pictures, I will always pick the one with pictures. And if the restaurant has no images in their menu, I struggle. <laughs> I mean, think about um, the majority of restaurants, like sit-down service restaurants. They all, for the most part, have a tray of desserts. Yes. They don't have trays of all of their food, but they have trays of desserts that after your meal, when you say, I am so full, there's not a chance that I'm getting dessert. That server brings by this tray of beautiful looking desserts and says, hey, you want a dessert? And all of a sudden, the sight of that dessert, the butter ice cream on top, all of that stuff just makes your mouth water and say, you know what? Maybe I do actually have room for that bread pudding or that slice of cheesecake or the chocolate chip cookie, like whatever it is, all of a sudden your brain says, dang, that looks good, I have room. And just imagine if they said, we have a new product, it's better for you, it has no preservatives. To prove it, check out this one that's been laying out for a month. Would you order that? Absolutely not. Me either. Like, No, I would stay as far away from that as possible. Yeah, so, okay. Like I said, yeah, go on. I don't know where you were going to go, but I'm going to go here. I personally think that 
a side-by-side -side comparison could have had a better effect on people if Burger King was able to show their Whopper up against, let's say, McDonald's Big Mac or Wendy's Quarter Pounder or, you know, any of the other fast food chains. And they were able to do a time lapse side by side that said, this is our Whopper. Look, it's getting moldy because it's not artificial. Look at that Big Mac sitting there just looking as delicious as it did from day one. And it's been sitting out for 34 days. Now to kind of plug that idea, because I already know where Josh is going to go with this. I'm going to go straight to McDonald's with that, bro. <laughs> That'll be super helpful for McDonald's or Wendy's. <laughs> I want to plug a, um, I found this after I watched the Moldy Whopper video. There was a second video that loaded on YouTube and it was the burger time-lapse battle by Tempo Not Time-lapse. Um, we will, we can link that in the uh, podcast as well because that was not originally uh, a part of the newsletter. Um, but I found that they did a time-lapse battle between organic and a, between an organic and a regular hamburger. Um, and honestly, myself, I would take the organic hamburger that actually molds over the quote-unquote regular hamburger because, like, it just, it tells me that it's fresh. It tells me that it's something that should be consumed fresh and should not be consumed after sitting on the counter overnight for two days or three days. I mean, it's just as it gets just as moldy and disgusting looking as the Burger King Whopper. However, for me, as a person who likes fresh food, I like cooking fresh. I don't like uh, reheating something from the freezer or anything like that. I prefer fresh, organic, if possible, produce um, and meat and everything to make my meals. So if I were to see this side by side and I see this regular hamburger that's sat out on the counter for 34 days and it looks exactly the same with a little bit of wilting in the lettuce i'm sure uh it looks exactly the same as it did a month ago when i put it on the counter and then i see this other hamburger that was prepared fresh with organic ingredients no artificial preservatives and it is disgustingly moldy i will say i will 100 percent eat that organic Whopper that happened, or organic burger that happens to be moldy every single time over this not moldy burger that has been sitting out for 34 days and looks almost identical to the day I bought it. But that's just me. Well, you're right. I would too. Um, I think that the difference for me is as an advertising campaign... Because honestly, as much as advertising is trying to like appeal to logic and thought, at the end of the day, I do think that the biggest decision maker, especially in these short, short instances, is emotion, right? But given a video that's kind of like a scientific case study of this, you know, like I'm, it, I, I'm in the mindset to learn 
not by. And I think that's the difference maker for me. Like if Burger King was to run an ad campaign that's a side-by-side at McDonald's, I think it'd still have the same effect as just saying the moldy Whopper by itself. But when I'm kind of in that learning state of mind and, you know, this uh, YouTube videos like kind of comparing all these and teaching me which one's better for me, that'll kind of stick better as like a long-term decision-making factor as far as like, okay, after seeing this, I know that this is ultimately healthier. So for me, it's just placement, right? Um, it, It needs a better setup, I think. I think it needs, especially because Burger King straight up was like, look at our delicious Whopper. Oh, it's not delicious anymore, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Like, I would definitely choose the fresher. Honestly, though, I wouldn't even pick a fast food restaurant if I wanted something fresher anyways. Um, But yeah, like seeing a side-by-side as like a case study. If Burger King put this on their website and like, uh, you know, like, our health goals tab or something. Terrible idea. Don't do that. But somewhere on their website that's like, here's what we're aiming for. Here's how we're making our food better. Like, that would be a whole different story. And then I would probably like this video. And I also think, even if they just set up the video itself that way, um, I think it could have had a better impact because, I mean, a lot of the... A lot of people who are watching TV or videos on YouTube or whatever, um, when they stumble across an ad, it's not that they are searching out food and the first thing that they see on TV is where they go to eat. A lot of times when you are you know, watching TV or watching YouTube videos or whatever, um, you're not watching those ads to figure out where to eat you are watching those ads because you have to and you don't have a choice. And so to me, I think it's worth noting that educational campaigns around fast food are good for the company and can educate and convert view, um, the people viewing them into customers. Um, I know that I think it was Taco Bell who there was a study that came out that said um, that they were actually the healthiest fast food restaurant. And I believe they ran an ad campaign around that. I remember seeing that. Um, And McDonald's, when they came out with the salads, they were you know hyping that the salads are this new healthy alternative even though the salads had more calories than an actual big mac or um, some of those other things so i think that an educational ad an educational commercial an educational campaign in general um, for these fast food restaurants is not ever a bad way to go about a campaign but it's got to be disclaimered at the beginning Yeah, the person has to be in the right frame of mind. You know, you have to know where people are at when, and that's why placement is such a hard thing. Like you have to know who's watching, but beyond that, you have to know like what frame of mind they're going to be in. You know, every story 
has the setup, the confrontation, and the resolution. And this Whopper video was a story. It was a story about how the Whopper no longer has preservatives. However, there was no setup that this is an educational um, opportunity. There was no uh, confrontation because guess what? There was nothing else on the screen other than the Whopper. And so for me, there was no resolution other than I do not want to eat a Whopper because I just saw that shit get moldy and it was not good. I think the point that I really want to make with all this too, like, especially because I assume on this podcast, our audience, knowing them is going to be more marketing and business focused, is that on the internet in 2020, where most people consume their content and will be interacting with your brand when they're outside of your store, high quality imagery that... And, you know, especially if you're, you know, restaurant or cafe or whatever, anyone in the food industry, your food has to look good. And EJ, I'm actually going to like do a little uh, experiment with you. It's not much of an experiment. Okay. But, so you, you know who Martha Stewart is, right? I do. So, yes. you know, world renowned kind of cook. Right. Cook so, lifestyle expert, some home guy. Some will disagree, but some yes. She on Twitter. This is in 2013, mind you. But on Twitter, uh, posted something that she made, um, and tell me how how good you think this sounds. She said, uh, "This is the best slow cooked onion soup with baguette croutons and Gruyere and Conte cheese melted on top." I mean, to me, that sounds delicious. Okay. All of those big words, the describers of... I mean, you, you know everything about that dish. Yeah. Now check your... All of the ingredients. Now check your slack. Yeah. I don't even have to look at it because I remember this. <laughs> and as we were looking at... Um, as we were doing our research for this article, or for this podcast, um, I came across... The article about how one of the, some would say most legendary um, chef, or not chef, but... Home um, economics. Home economics, um, cooking book author, home lifestyle enthusiast person in modern times. I mean, the the modern day Julia Child, let's say. Um, The fact that... She does not know how to use a camera to take a photo of food to make it look good. I mean, it is just... The fact that someone who has sold... I don't know the actual number, so I'm just going to say a big number. Millions of cookbooks has food that it looks like I was served in middle school. From the lunch ladies. No offense. I mean, actually kind of full offense to them. It looks terrible. (laughs) It does. I would not want to eat it. Like, there's no color. It looks old. It looks terrible. This was taken with a flash. So everything is just, like, white and blown out. So all this to say, 
even Wait, before before you go before you move on yeah i need to send you one as well because um <laughs> if you haven't seen this whole thread oh my goodness it is it's beyond terrible bad. the comments are hilarious um, we'll link we'll link this in the podcast too because like this needs to be seen so you should have just gotten that um the very first picture that you see it is Martha Stewart with her iceberg wedge with homemade Russian dressing. Perfect salad for the onion soup lunch. And now look at that. All I see is... I don't, I don't even know, is that bread behind the salad? The iceberg wedge doesn't even really resemble lettuce. And I understand that it's... Um, it is completely smothered in Russian dressing that looks like dog vomit. And it's, okay, to her defense, it's, it, it can be hard to make a dressing look delicious. It can be. But it's not impossible. This is also Martha freaking Stewart, bro. It's Martha Stewart. The modern day Julia Child, as people have called her. You've called her. And... I do. <laughs> I don't, like, but I, I feel like I'm not the only one who's called her that. I'm pretty sure I've read that somewhere. But if you look at that, I mean, what tells you that that is good to post? So <laughs> there's, like, the little drizzles of Russian dressing on the possibly bread that might have been croutons. I don't really, I'm not really sure. Um, and then you get the picture of them side by side and... You see the the mess of a salad, and then it it looks like it looks like a horrible, horrible um, accident happened <laughs> that should belong in the restroom. So we'll we'll link this because everyone needs to see it. And if you just want to search it, like it's on BuzzFeed, like the thread is. So you could just search. Someone needs to tell Martha Stewart her food tweets are disgusting. Hilarious. I'm pretty sure you can just Google Martha Stewart photos <laughs> or food photos and you, it'll, it'll be the first thing but that comes up. The, the point I want to make with this, even Martha Stewart with all of the clout and credibility that she needs with terrible photography, no one wants to eat her food. And the comments prove this. So... As a brand, the, the restaurants and cafes and anyone in the food industry who's watching this, who you know your food is as good, if not better, than Martha Stewart's, if you have terrible imagery supporting that, no one's going to want to eat your food. Honestly, even if it's not as good as Martha Stewart, you could have a Johnsonville hot dog on a bun. It won't mold. With some chili. won't mold. It won't mold. But you could have a Johnsonville dog on a store-bought bun with a from-a-can chili poured over the top and some melted Velveeta cheese. And you can make that look like a $10 hot dog with the proper photography skills, staging, all of that kind of stuff. Um, you don't need all the special movie magic of putting motor oil or anything like that on your hot dog. All it takes is proper lighting, proper angles, and 
just a general sense of what good food should look like. Have good taste. Clean your bowl, Martha Stewart. Clean your bowl. <laughs> we know you've got good taste if you're listening to this podcast. So go out, take some great pictures of your food, get those sales. Don't show a moldy burger, even if you don't have preservatives. Great. <laughs> I'm glad I got to that's, rant about that's this. That's all I've got. I, I wanted yeah. to rant about this for so I feel so, so much better. <laughs> I feel so much Man. better. Want to go to Burger King? Get an impossible. Uh, no. <laughs> Me either. Before we go, uh, as we said in the beginning, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't. Uh, so that you can hear me and EJ get passionate about ads that we think suck. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. You can find the subscribe link on roamshow.com. Um, and be ready for the next newsletter. Be ready for the next podcast where we'll be talking about the next newsletter. Just a little preview. We are also talking about another fast food chain, McDonald's. McDonald's out of Russia. And uh, it's going to be the most important 20 seconds of your life. It's one of the best ads from last month. We'll see you then.